the worst injury you've ever sustained? Have you broken any bones or maybe worse? Tell us in the chat right now. When I was six, I fell out of a tree on the first day of summer and broke my arm. I wore a plastic grocery bag on my cast to the pool for the entire summer. Hopefully you were never a walking advertisement for Kroger, but if you were, you're in good company. And today we are gonna be learning what to do with the deeper hurts in our lives. Hi, my name is Heidi and welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. New Year! My name is Heidi, and I am a part of Community Christian Anywhere. We are an online group of people who are committed to living out Jesus' command to love everyone always. I know that life can be hard sometimes, and let's admit, 2020 was no cakewalk. And so here at Community Christian, we want to help you get life done right. We believe that life is best done in community, where together, we can learn from Jesus how to do every part of our life in the way He called easy, light, and full of rest. And no matter who you are or what you believe about God, I believe He wants this life for you. Because no matter what you think about God, we believe He can't stop thinking about you. While we watch this video together today, you'll see a phone number that will stay on the screen. If at any point during our time together, you feel God speaking to you and you want to take a next step in your relationship with Him, go ahead and text that number. Our speaker for today will reach out to you just as soon as they're able. Maybe you need some advice or somebody to talk to, or you're interested in finding out how to get involved in our community here. Text us and let us know. We are so happy to help. We want this experience to be more than just content you consume, like a TV show or a movie, but more of a living, breathing community that you can actively engage with. We believe that everyone has something to share, and we want to hear from you right now. If you're joining us on our live stream and you've never engaged in discussion with our community before, we want to offer you a $10 Grubhub gift card just for commenting the words, I love free food in our chat or send us a direct message saying, I love free food. That's it, seriously. That's how excited we are to hear from you. You don't even have to be joining us live to make this happen. Um, if you're watching on demand or on YouTube, just text the words, I love free food to the number that's on the screen and you too can enjoy a free meal on us. If we're this excited to hear from you, imagine how much more excited God will be to hear from you today. And if you're with us all the time, we still want to hear from you too. In fact, Go ahead and get our discussion going by commenting in the chat what food you're craving right now. And while you guys are chatting, let's go ahead and get started with our video for today. Today I get to start with a speaker's dream. I get to say to you something you've been waiting to hear. Here it is. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> Is it everything you hoped for so far? Or are you thinking, so far it looks a lot like the year that shall not be named? 
Maybe it's still early enough in the year that you have some hope. Well, I hope so. And I'd love to hear about what you hope will happen this year. Is this the year you get married? Is this the year you have a baby? What are your hopes for 2021? You can text them to me at the number you see on the screen and I'll get back to you. And if you want, I'll share with you some of my hopes for this year. One of my hopes is for this series we're going to start the new year with. Uh, allow me to begin with something you might not know about me. And the reason I'll tell you this is that I think it could serve as a way for us to think about what we're gonna be talking about. When it comes to pain, like physical pain, I'm, I'm not good at sympathy. It's a problem of mine. I tend to deny, deny, deny pain in myself and in other people. Beside that, when I get hurt, I convince myself that I am a qualified medical doctor. Uh, this idea has been with me for as long as I can remember. When I was in early elementary age, I got a cup cut up the front of my shin. It, it was from a piece of sheet metal and it was deep enough that it hit the bone. <laughs> yeah. My dad bandaged it up and we just kept right on working. And when it continued to bleed, he went and got a needle and thread and he went at it. I still have that scar today. Now, I'm not alone with those kind of stories. Many of us grew up with phrases like, hey, just walk it off, or hey, it doesn't look that bad. That's the kind of tender loving care I grew up with. And that's how I tend to approach pain in my life and in the life of my family. Uh, like me, one of my kids has had many broken bones. <laughs> we sort of compete to see who has had the most. I'm in the teens, but I do have 40 years on him. Uh, I started him uh, with this kind of idea of walk it off when he was just a little guy. I mean in diapers, unable to say full sentences, little guy. He's playing with one of his brothers. He jumps off the couch. He hurts his leg. He tells his mom, who tells me, and I say, it looks okay. Let's see how he does. Well, he does fine if he didn't count the limp. I mean, he eats, he smiles, he takes naps. It's just that darn limp that he can't seem to walk off. Eventually, and I mean days later, I relent. We take him to the doctor and he has a broken leg. I've been telling my son to walk off a broken leg, which I should be telling you with shame, but in some ways still makes me laugh. So let me see if I can take this overly long story and tie it to what I wanna to talk to you about today. The point of the story is when you hurt yourself or you get hurt, uh, there are these two deals on the table, okay? First deal is you can try to walk it off and in almost every case, it gets worse or it leaves a scar that you carry with you. I mean, I guess my son could have walked off the broken leg and eventually it would have healed. But for some of us who are older, we know that most likely later in life, he'd have chronic pain. So there's another option on the table as well, which is you just go to the doctor who knows how to help you get better. You, you just sort of suck up your sense of pride or toughness or cheapness or whatever it is, and you just go to somebody who knows how to make you better. Eventually, we chose to take my son and the broken pieces of his leg to a doctor who knows what a baby's leg should look like when it's whole and unbroken and knows what it looks like when it's broken and knows how to put the leg back together again. We did deal number two. 
And guess what? He got better. Because even though there's pain in a broken bone, the good news is there are doctors who know how to fix it. There's a plan that exists for you to get better. But here's my question for you today. What do you do with the parts of your, our lives that are broken into pieces? And a trip to the doctor ain't gonna fix it. We know where to go when we're broken physically. Where do you go when you're broken spiritually? What I, what I mean is when you're broken spiritually. I mean, for example, what do you do if you got a broken heart? A lot of us have broken hearts, you know? Some of us hearts were broken maybe when we were younger by somebody we thought we could trust and they hurt us or they left us. Some of us have broken hearts from a failed marriage or maybe a few of them. How do we fix that? How does a broken heart get fixed? What do we do if our minds are, con they just feel continuously divided and split and erratic and broken? You know, a part of me logically wants to stay married and then a part of me wants to keep my options open. I wanna be free and healthy in my good moments and then a part of me feels comfortable in this addiction I had. And a part of me wants to be patient and present with my kids and then a part of me wants to get in the van and leave. How does that part of me get fixed? How does a divided mind get healed? What do you do with a crushed spirit? I mean, I see a lot of people with crushed spirits. Maybe you just went through a string of job interviews that all end in practically the same email or phone call. Uh, we decided to go with somebody else. Every single time you crawl out of the red in your budget, there's another medical bill that you put on the credit card. It's like there's no end at the, no light at the end of your tunnel. We, we feel like it's just wake up, feed the kids, take them to school, go to work, pick them up, feed the kids, go to bed over and over and over. And you feel deflated and you feel defeated and defenseless against all of this. How do you fix that? How does a crushed spirit get fixed? Where, where's the hospital filled with doctors who can fix broken spiritual parts of our lives? Who can you turn to to just say, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like my life is in pieces, doc. I, if you wanna know what brings me in today, I just feel abandoned and confused and crushed. It, if you wanna know what hurts me, I hurt. My soul hurts. All of us know, even if, you say that to somebody, well, there's no vaccine coming for that. There's no cast you can get to put on your soul. There's no surgery for spiritually broken hearts and divided minds and crushed spirits. When we're broken physically, we know to go to the hospital. When we're spiritually broken, we don't know where to go. And so what do we do instead? Well, you deny, 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 deny. You just tell yourself, hey, I'm gonna have to walk this off. Doesn't that describe the way most of us approach the spiritually broken parts of our lives? Hey, just walk it off. Maybe if I can just tough it out for the rest of my life, or maybe this is just a season, you know? In a 20 year long season, but maybe it'll soon be over, or maybe it'll get better on its own over time. Uh, we don't know how to fix spiritually broken parts of our lives, and so we, to say to ourselves stuff like, yeah, 
I'm in a loveless marriage, but I can tough it out at least, at least until the kids are out of the house. And maybe I can just walk it off without walking out on her. But my question is, is it possible that continuing to walk it off will leave you with a crippled heart and crippled joy? Could we cripple our kids' hearts and cripple our kids' future relationships? I mean, if we just keep saying to ourselves, you know, I feel crushed and defeated. I can't even point to one specific reason why, but maybe tomorrow will get better. And then tomorrow shows up and it doesn't get better. So what do you tell yourself? Well, maybe it'll get better the next day, just on and on and on. If we keep walking it off that way, isn't it possible we could cripple our spirits and cripple our sense of hope in this world? My question is, is it possible that there are broken parts of our lives that just won't get better with time? Is it possible that time really doesn't heal all wounds? And is it possible that the longer we try to walk it off, the higher the chance we'll just wind up crippled spiritually? And if that's possible, the big question is, when our life's in pieces, is there a better option out there than just walking it off and hoping we get magically fixed over time? That's what I want us to start this new year talking about. And I'd love to hear from you. If you've ever felt or you are feeling any of that, what do you, what do, you do with that? I mean, when you can't self-medicate anymore and you can't point the finger and say, it's them anymore. Where do you take the broken pieces to get healed? Let's take a moment now to encounter God through the broken pieces of our lives. As we pray, read the words in bold aloud. Although it may be uncomfortable, it will help you to open your heart, mind, and body to the presence of God. If you're not sure you believe all that we do, Feel free to use this time to reflect on what you're experiencing and imagine what could be different about your life if this was true. As you do, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we invite you into the brokenness of our lives. Enter into our pain, our confusion, our doubts and questions. Reveal to us your heart of love for us now. For you tell us in your word, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Now, take the following moments of quiet to ask God to reveal any hidden hurts and acknowledge any brokenness in your life before him. As you cry out to God, Listen for his words of love to speak to you. Let's do that now. Let's continue to pray these words of scripture together. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. 
take a moment now to ask God to bring healing and wholeness to the broken pieces of your life. Remember that God tells us that if we turn to Him, He will be faithful to rescue us. So let's do that now. Let's finish our time together by praying words of scripture once more. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. We pray all these things in the powerful and precious name of Jesus, amen. I bet you've already guessed that I think there's a better option than just denying the brokenness. In fact, in this series, we'll talk about what do we do with broken hearts and divided minds and our crushed spirits. And the answer comes from this one thing that Jesus, who is Christians, he's our leader, something he said in Mark chapter 12. Here's the setting before I show you what he said. Jesus is standing in the temple court, and we don't really have a physical place like that in our culture anymore. The closest thing would be Jesus being on a live broadcast on every social platform and every connected device. He's teaching people, he's taking questions, and a group that opposes him approaches him to ask questions that are intended to trap him, to discredit him. They've already asked him two questions and he handled them beautifully. And then there's this guy who's watched this and I think he interrupts and says, hey Jesus, of all the commands of God, which one's the most important? I think this guy is just a cut to the chase guy. And he, he, he's saying to Jesus, Jesus, I can tell there's something special about you. So can we just stop with all the stupid questions and just get to the good stuff? Jesus, just tell me what's the most important thing I could be doing with my life. And what Jesus says is what we'll come back to in this series again and again. Jesus says, the most important thing you could do with your life is this. And then he quotes a part of the Old Testament that faithful Jewish men were supposed to say every day. He says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This statement is the essence of everything. And many of you have heard it, but I want us to really hear it. So I wanna start by pulling out two crucial words from these verses and make sure that we understand them. I'll start with the first one, which for most of us, it's something we overlook. Jesus said the most important thing you could be doing with your life begins with understanding and remembering that the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. He is one. You're like, okay, what's that supposed to do for me? Well, there's a word you might have heard. It's a Hebrew word that often gets used as a greeting and it means peace. It's the word shalom. But when I say it means peace, it means more than our English word peace. Typically when we hear the word peace, we think absence of conflict or the absence of war. But this Hebrew word, peace, means complete or whole or unbroken or perfect. So when Jesus says the Lord is one, 
The word one is the same. God is peace, meaning God is complete. God is whole. God's not a bunch of pieces. So the first thing Jesus says is we should remember that our God is one piece. Father, Son, Spirit, yes, but whole, not broken, complete. So we can rely on him. And then because we have a peaceful place to stand, a wholeness coming from God, Jesus tells us to do something. He says to love. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And again, our English word for one, uh, for love can mean a lot of different things. And usually we think of feelings, right? Like warm, fuzzy feelings. But in Greek, the word love, it's an action. It's something that you go and do. And specifically in this verse, I want you to think of the military. And the action is the willingness to give yourself over to someone superior to you. In this case, God. So at the risk of losing you to a potentially dull Greek word study, let me paraphrase what Jesus said. This guy comes up, he says, what's the most important thing I could be doing in my life? And Jesus' answer is, remember, God is one piece. So submit to him all of your broken pieces, your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. See, what Jesus is claiming right here is that God is the doctor to whom you can bring all the spiritually broken parts of our lives. Why? Because God, for example, knows what a heart looks like when it's whole and one piece. Because God's heart is whole and complete. And God knows what it looks like when your heart is in pieces. And God knows how to put that thing back together again. And so Jesus says, God is one piece, so give him all of your broken pieces. And according to Jesus, that is the number one thing you and I could be doing with our lives, giving all of our broken pieces to the God who is one piece. And I'll bet if, if I were to ask every single one of you individually, what's the number one thing you feel like's missing from your life right now? Or what's the number one thing you want in your life right now? I mean, we might give a thousand different answers, but I bet all of those answers could be summed up with one thing. I, I just want to be whole. I just want to be complete. I, I, I don't want to lack anything. I, I don't want to be in pieces. If I were to ask you, what's the number thing, one thing you, you want right now, you might answer like, I just want my kids to behave and get along. Oh, of course, because when they don't, it divides your family, and we want our families to be whole, one piece. Some of us might say, like, I just want confidence. Well, of course you do, because without it, we feel like we don't know who we were created to be. We feel like we've got to be different people around different groups of people. I just want to be one person. I just want to be myself. I just want to be one piece. So in the end, whether you're walking through something huge and traumatic like divorce or cancer or bankruptcy, I mean, you fill in the blank, or if you're walking through something that seems more mundane and routine like lack of joy, lack of hope, lack of identity, you fill in the blank. I think that all of us could agree that this life would be so much more fulfilling if we just feel like we were one piece, if we felt like we we're complete and whole and unbroken and undivided. And here, 
Jesus just agrees with you. He says, your life would be more fulfilling if all your broken pieces were put back together. Again, if we were just one piece and Jesus is so bold, he's bold enough to say, and I'm the one, I'm God, and I can do that for you. So give him all of your broken pieces. You might not know this, but a part of Jesus's story is that on the night before he gave his life for us, he was with his followers and he shared a meal with them. It was the Jewish Passover meal that they had all taken part in since they were little boys. But this one was gonna be different. At one point, Jesus takes bread from the table and he breaks it into pieces and says, this is my body broken for you. Take this and remember me. Over the last 2,000 years, followers of Jesus have taken little pieces of bread to remind us that Jesus voluntarily gave up his life and then came back to life so that through him, we could have life with him forever. And then all of us who are followers of Jesus are called the body of Christ. Every week, individual followers of Jesus come together as separate pieces of his whole body. And we are united together, just as we are right now online. And when we join together, we take symbols of his body and his blood to remember what his death and resurrection have done for us. It's all symbolic reminders of what God is doing in us and through us in the world. We alone are not the body of Christ, but through Jesus, He brings all of us who are so different together and unites us through His work and His Spirit at work in us. He brings us individually to peace with God, and then together, God uses us to bring all the broken pieces of the world together again. Today, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are invited to take part in this meal with us. You can use whatever emblems you have on hand, a piece of bread or a cracker to remember Jesus's body, and a cup of juice or even water to remember his blood. But if you're not sure you believe all we do, I get this might be strange. And so maybe you should just use this time to reflect on all that you've experienced today. Where in your life are you longing for the wholeness of God promised in Jesus? Is it possible that God could give you the peace you've always wanted? Maybe take this time to reach out to us through text or to reach out to God in prayer. I promise He wants to hear from you. But if you're a follower of Jesus, remember all He has done for you, what He is doing in you, and what He's doing through us in the world. So let's take the bread. This is the body of Christ given for you. Let's eat and remember. And now, the cup. This is the blood of Jesus poured out for you to bring peace to the pieces of your life. Let's drink and remember him. For when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we declare the victory of Jesus until he returns. Amen. So for the next few weeks, we're going to look practically at how can God fix our broken hearts and spirits, mind and strength. 
This series is for anyone who can look at a part of your life, the spiritual part, your joy, your hope, your confidence, your parenting, your addictions. Anyone who feels broken in some way, and you've tried everything else. You read the self-help books, you listened to the podcasts and the TED Talks, and you've been attempting to fix the broken part of your life, and it just hasn't worked. If that's you, then know Jesus is for you. He's not against you, and so are we. For now, let me throw out a suggestion of where I think we should start. If you want to lean into this series and if you want a shot at Jesus putting us back together into one piece, I, th I think we should start at the same place. It's the same place I have to get to physically when I'm hurt. I have to start by saying, I can't walk this one off. I have to go, I have to submit myself to someone who knows how to fix this. Jesus says in a different part of the Bible that we all have to begin at the same starting place when it comes to a relationship with God. Anytime you want to grow and change in a relationship with God, it's always the same place. A guy wants to ask Jesus, uh, why do you hang out with all these broken, sinful, screwed up people? And Jesus said, well, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick. Jesus says, I'm here for broken people. I'm here for people who admit that they're in pieces. You'll never get any good out of an approach to Jesus until you acknowledge, hey, I'm in pieces. You gotta stop telling yourself, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad, it's just not that bad. Why should we stop telling ourselves that? Because, well, actually it is that bad. You've got a broken heart. Your spirit is crutched. It's okay to admit it. And the sooner we admit it, the sooner Jesus can get back to work on our lives. And so, are you willing to stop walking it off? Are we willing to admit that we're in pieces? And let me point out to you, you, you don't have to know the reason why you feel like your life is in pieces or that something's broken. Throughout my life, I've seen God do some of his most significant work in my life and in the lives of people close to me when, well, when we're out of words and we don't know what to say. And all, all I've been able to say is, God, I just feel angry. Or I feel scared. I feel sad. I'm hopeless. I'm filling the blank. God, I'm in pieces and I don't know what to do about it. I, I'm at a loss. So here I am. Here I am. Can you fix me? I turn all of these broken pieces over to you. Can, can you do anything with them? I, I think that's what it looks like to stop walking it off. It's as simple as that. You don't have to explain how you wound up broken. You don't need to know what you're gonna to do to fix it because if you could have fixed it, you would have fixed it. I mean, you tried. All we need to be able to do is swallow our pride, swallow our sense of being tough or being reliable or whatever it is for us and just admit, hey, I'm in pieces. And when we do that, I think the God who Jesus said we could call Father looks at us as the perfect dad and says, Hey, thank you for trusting me with the broken pieces of your life. 
This, this is enough for me to work with. So what I want you to do, uh, I, I wanna pray for you and I wanna pray with you. But before I do, I want you to think about the four things that Jesus said we could love God with. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Which of those for you feels like it's the most in pieces right now? Is it your heart? Your heart's the part that gives you your identity through thick and thin, and when it's in pieces, you don't, you don't know who you are anymore. Maybe it's your soul. Your soul's the part of you that connects and connects with God and connects with other relationships, and when it's in pieces, well, you tend to drift into isolation, or maybe you create codependency. Is it your mind? the decision-making part of your life, and when it's in pieces, it tends to spiral all the time? Maybe it's your strength. The strength that's a part of you that it gets stuff done, and when it's in pieces, well, me, I tend to be controlling, or maybe you just check out. Heart, soul, mind, strength. Which one of those feels like it's the most pieces for you right now? And then, how does it make you feel? One word. Angry, sad, scared, hopeless. Here's what I wanna ask you to do as we start this. Bring that before God as I pray. And then throughout the rest of this week, would you keep it out in front of you? Would you pay attention to it? Would you put it in front of God and ask what he wants to do about it? If you're willing to do that, well, you will have stopped walking it off. And then come back here next week and we're gonna get real practical and see if God can put us back together in one piece. So let's pray. Father, I pray right now for everyone that's engaged with this message right now, wherever they are, I mean, you're right there with them. It's so hard for us to admit when our life just feels shattered in pieces, a heart that's broken, a mind that's just in pieces and all divided, our spirit that just feels crushed, strength that we can't access in the right way. So God, we offer these to you trusting that you know what to do with them and how to put us back together. I pray for the man, the woman, the person who's listening right now that we just have the courage to submit it to you. And then we would trust your leading to take the next step you lead us to. In Jesus' name I pray. never to forsake 
What you began, you will sustain. This we know. This we know. I will call upon the Lord, for He alone is strong enough to save. Rise, your shackles are no more, for Jesus Christ has broken every chain. 
We all want to find a way to fix the broken pieces of us because we all have them. We want you to know that God is here for you and we are too. In fact, we believe God wants to lead you to the wholeness He has always had in mind for you. And this new year, we want to help you take steps to find all that God has in store for your life. The best step you can take to begin your new year journey with God is by joining our Facebook group. If you visit our website at cccanywhere.com and click on the option that says join our Facebook group, it will take you to the Community Christian Anywhere Facebook page where you can click the join group button. We would absolutely love for you to be a part of our community and I hope to see you there. And also, while you're visiting us on cccanywhere.com, you will see other resources that you can check out to get better connected with us and with God. There are even resources that are made specifically for your children to help them connect with God on their level. You'll also see ways that you can support our church financially, not because we need your money, but because part of following Jesus is supporting the church to take on God's mission of loving and taking care of people in our community and across the world. So sometimes that means that we need to give back a little of what we've been given. Like I mentioned before, we want this to be more than just content you consume, but a community that you can grow in share with and be a part of. And so I hope just watching this right now isn't the most experience that you'll have with us. I hope you'll join our community page and engage with us via chat. Most of all, I just hope that we'll see you here again. We're gonna leave our chat open for about five more minutes and put a few discussion questions related to the topic today to get the conversation rolling. We would really love to hear from you, even if it's just a quick hello. Through our community here, we want to help you experience all the wholeness God has to offer each of us. So please take a moment today to reach out to us because we believe no matter what you think about God, He cannot stop thinking about you.